Welcome back to Talking Backwards. I am Dave Jackson, joined by Patrick Mahan. Hey, everybody. And Tyler Mullins. What? <laughs> Talking Backwards is a podcast where we watch every episode of Twin Peaks. I have seen Twin Peaks, Patrick still sees Twin Peaks, and Tyler is seeing Twin Peaks for the first time. What? We're talking about the episode Masked Ball. A.K.A. Season 2, Episode 11. I it was balls. 19th overall, episode 18. Balls. Uh, this was written by Barry Pullman, and it was directed by Dwayne didn't he Dunham. Write, didn't he write Hatchet? Barry Pullman? It was Gary Balsam. <laughs> this was du- directed by Dwayne Dunham. Dunham. Um, who edited, who's edited most of these episodes, if not all. I don't know if that's 100% accurate. I know we've talked about him before, because he was... He edited Return of the Jedi. Right. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, Mr. Dunham? Yeah, because yeah. David Lynch was George Lucas's first choice to direct that That movie. would have been insane. <laughs> that would have been a different experience. It would have been a completely different movie. <clears throat> um, but, uh, yeah, so a good crew here, I would say, for Mass Ball. Mm-hmm. I think most the most important thing about this episode, as far as you know, production and cast and whatnot... This is uh, the first TV series ever for David Duchovny. Yes. Oh, yeah. This is the first. Who so makes oh, a yeah. surprising yeah. entrance. Yeah, his uh, very first role. I'm ready to dive in. Let's. Yeah, let's get into let's it. Let's do it. Uh, first, I'm going to do a little bit of house cleaning. So last episode, we neglected to mention that Dick Tremaine had uh, en- enrolled in a Big Brothers program where he would be uh, assigned a child to take around and show a good time. So he, he wanted to, he wanted <laughs> to not have a baby. Yes. He did not. He did not want any hand in this, but now like, why is he all on board with it? All of a sudden it, it has to just go in hand with whatever it was that made him decide to stop smoking. And well, we, we figured that program. I think maybe it was just some soul searching came up with. I think he had an out of body experience. I think he has ulterior motives. Hmm. That's an interesting way to look at it. But I don't know what they could possibly be. Maybe he loves Lucy. (laughs) No, that's not it. No, no. Uh, Then I don't know. I don't know if it's like a competition thing. Like now that Andy's in, it's like (laughs) I have to assert my dominance over you. That's the most likely scenario is that now that he has a competitor. Yeah. It's just two gorillas showing their teeth at each other. Only the teeth are morals and manly behavior. Okay. So the show opens with a shot of James on his hog. Yeah. And for a while, this is one of those yeah. Lynch uncomfortable long <laughs> shots. Well, that might be true actually, because I was reading, couldn't find exact confirmation, but and I need to actually like really pay close close attention to to the scene, but. Apparently that was maybe some unused footage from the pilot. Hmm. Oh yeah, there's no doubt that that's just B-roll they got day one. Yeah. While while he's writing, there's a couple times where he kind of gets this look on his face, like he just smells something. <laughs> just going mm. scorched, mm, probably scorched engine oil. A bug. <laughs> just yeah, just <laughs> scorched engine oil. Swallowed a pretty big June bug on the way yeah. in. Frog moth. <laughs> Hog swallop. Hog swallop. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. But yeah, he's just riding around and he pulls up to Hideout Wally's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I feel like it should be called Wally's Hideout. So let's dissect this. Yeah, so <laughs> quick story. Back when Home Alone 2 was in theaters, uh, I think it was 
Wendy's was doing a promotion, doing like kids meals with the things in them. Mm -hmm. And there was a little display that had James. Uh, it was like the storefront for Duncan's toy chest. It was like, oh, yeah. like the background for a little playset thing. Like you connected things or whatever. But it, it read left to right toy Duncan's chest. Duncan's really big in the middle and the smaller words on the side were to be read separately. Mm -hmm. If that's the case with hideout Wally's and it's supposed to be Wally's hideout, the smaller text hideout should not be above the right. giant yeah. Wally's. No, agreed. It's, it's, it's not Wally's hideout bottom to top. Yeah. Unless it was something, it was hideout something before and then Wally's took over and just pasted a big Wally's over whatever was underneath it. Hide out. Could see that. Wally's. Maybe there's a comma we're missing. <clears throat> hideout, comma, Wally's. <laughs> the fandom calls it Wally's hideout. What the fuck? Mm. What does another, that mean? Another backwards. What does this mean? <laughs> this changes everything. It does. Um, everything I thought I knew about Twin Peaks. Down the drain. Yep. But we leave James there for now. Actually, Let's I don't even think he pulls up there at the beginning. I think he's no, just he does not. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's just riding. Yeah. He's just riding. Yeah, I jumped ahead. So our shot after James on the bike is it's at the sheriff's station, and Betty Briggs has come in since Garland disappeared at the end of last episode. They're kind of asking her about the work he used to do. Yeah, but she doesn't give much. Up. But he's still he's still doing right. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and she basically asked. Something about being in the woods was, you know, she, she, asked, she asked if he was in the woods. Well, they mentioned him being in the woods, and she said that that was significant. Right. And then asked it if... It means something. Yeah, asked if he but suddenly what? disappeared. They're like, yeah, it's like, well, he does this. Like, yeah, like he's done this That's many times. That's just Garland. <laughs> Classic he, Garland. Disappearing all the time. But I don't think he typically disappeared in a flash of white light. So... The White Lodge. Sure. When Gordon Cole comes on over the phone, where we have a temp answering the phones now. Lucy's helping with the ne Milton yeah. wedding. Never get a name. Then we Never don't get a name. Him. Yeah, but Lucy's off at the Great Northern helping with uh, Dougie Milton's wedding. Do we even Milford. see her there? No, Milford. 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 Sorry, did I say Milton? Yep. Milford. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't even know if we see her later. No, she's right. just in my A. I don't remember seeing her. It, it's a rare instance where we have a bunch of Andy and no Lucy. Is she yeah. at the way? She's not even at the way. I don't even remember seeing her. Mm -hmm. yeah. Don't even see her there. Another mystery. Wow. When Gordon Cole gets transferred in, he's speaking much louder than usual. Like, this is loud for Cole. Is yeah. it? I don't know. I he is screaming. I don't, I, don't think it was, I don't think it was any different. Maybe the I, intercom yeah. was just loud. <clears throat> I, 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 Let yeah. a smile be your umbrella. That whole exchange is hilarious. Yeah, tell me if he's not... Exceptionally loud. Don't let them rattle you, Coop. These guys make a living looking through other people's drawers. We've all had our socks tossed around from time to time. I know I have. Couple of words yeah. of advice. Let a smile be your umbrella. What does that mean? <laughs> there's a Lay man on me. There's a man and a smiling umbrella. Is it like a death <laughs> bag? <laughs> no, it's an umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> But is it like a death bag? A smiling death bag? I don't think so. Yeah, we get our first mention of another new character, Dennis Bryson. Yep. He's mm -hmm. the DEA, mm -hmm. a DEA agent coming in to investigate. DEA agent. I got, I got a little hung up. That I works. Can't, I can't wait to meet him. Can't wait to meet him. There's a panel. There's a panel for Coop. Uh, basically saying... Yeah, Roger and two other gentlemen. 
I'm trying. I was trying to think of the other two guys' names, but do we have their names? Mm, are they I don't just think so? Are they just bodies? They're just Rogers. They Rogers don't, boys. They don't talk, do they? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. They don't say anything. I mean, Cooper just says that he doesn't have a defense. He's he's expanding his mind. Yeah, he's opening his third eye. Yeah, he didn't do any wrongdoing. He thinks he's more interested in you know the way the wind blows through the trees, man. As anyway, the wind blows. Um, Roger doesn't doesn't like this very much. He thinks he has no spine what because he doesn't want to defend himself, but he's just like, there's no defense. I didn't do anything wrong. Which I think is plenty of spine. Personally. Stuffing his spine full of feathers. Or stuffing feathers where his spine used to be. Hacking feathers where his spine used to be. Yeah. But he recommends that he gets a full psychological workup. Mm-hmm. Okay, Roger. From Dr. Jacoby? <laughs> yeah, I hope so. I'm here for a workup. <laughs> Full psychological or just... Or just a run-of-the-mill workup. Just no, a basic, mill. basic workup or full psychological? No, Tyler, the mill burned down. Mill fire? Mill forward. Now, as Coop stands up to leave, he lingers on his badge on the table. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, he does. He misses. Uh, Which is a different gun. <laughs> and yes. a holster he did not turn in. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Way to go, continuity expert. They just reach into the prop gun case and it's like, oh yeah, we're supposed this to. This one looks one. good. When he stands up and looks down on the table, I I like that I knew exactly what it was. Yeah, like he, he's well, looking at his badge, and then it's confirmed when it shows the shot. I it. saw it at the beginning of the scene, mm-hmm. so I for me I knew you did because you said his stuff's still on the table. Yeah, yeah. So this is yeah. not far removed from mm-hmm. when he actually turned it in. You have to assume, yeah. other than the different gun. Right. And now being holstered. Yeah. Back to the high school. Tyler loves high school. Twin Peaks High School. So automatic half a forehead right here. <laughs> <laughs> automatic. Dunk Jangle is back. I need y'all to confirm this. Okay. Me. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. Albeit um, briefly. So this is the. Let's explain to our listeners what Dunk Jangle is if they haven't picked up on it by now. It's something we've mentioned from time to time over the course of all these episodes, but in the pilot episode, Tyler gave the name to the guy who dances in the hallway of Twin Peaks High. He calls him Dunk Jangle. So when we mention Dunk Jangle, we're talking about the dancing guy at Twin Peaks High. Now in this scene where Nadine's coming down from the stairs, Tyler thinks he spotted Mr. Jangle. He's walking walking right in front of Nadine. He's wearing a blue jacket. Yes. So we have this. Yep. He's got like a, this is uh, our, he's got a woman on his arms because of course he does. He's got great dance skills. Why wouldn't he have a woman on his arms at all times? That's true. This is our, not three. This is our suspect. Um, so you need to look at the look at the hair around the ears, kind of just the whole head. I've got it. I've you seen know? the haircut. Y'all see, yeah. it? Y'all see it? We will yeah. we will post this shot on Instagram. You can look at it and tell yep. us if we're crazy here or if this is correct. We have a, a second a, a second shot of Dunk here in the pilot. Mm. There are some striking similarities. There are. There are some striking similarities. Ooh. This is a hard call. Yep. Sounds like we're going to do a vote. We can side-by-side these. I 100% think that's the same person. Now, facial recognition software has come a long way. <laughs> yes, true. let's do the dots and the, the wireframe. Yeah. Ooh. I'll, I'll try to make an After Effects video. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Now, Enhance. That's great. Great detective work. Um, if, yeah. it, if it's not him, then it's a relative. So I'm 100% that this is the same person. If you disagree with me, fight me. At me. 
the Egg Deviler Twitter, <laughs> Instagram. Egg Deviler out. <laughs> he just got on a skateboard and ollied out of the room. Nadine so, is crushing on Mike Nelson's buns. Yeah, that is the, the point of this buns. scene. <laughs> okay, so I've got questions about how they're handling this. Of course you do. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? I mean, this is ridiculous. <laughs> I feel like there's aspects of it that don't make any sense. And she's asking all the wrong questions at all. Like, I feel like they're handling this as poorly as they handled the spirits. Even though they didn't handle that poorly at all. Does that exactly need to get back in here? (laughs) Please. I will will find him. I will find him on that. Um, No, like. You'll never find him. He's a legend now. I love too that she says that Ed stays home and is like her father. It's because, yeah, because he's. He's old. Like, yeah, your age. You are also old. (laughs) You are also old. You have seen a mirror question the fact that she looks old in a mirror nope. or that Norma and Ed look old. Yeah. That <laughs> yeah. everyone she knows yeah. is old. Everything she, everyone she knows in high school is not at high school. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just yeah. something's up. Have you seen James Ed's friend with the bike? <laughs> yep. <laughs> and that's her, that's her lead in to have a reason to talk to Donna because she wants to ask her if she's still seeing Mike. Yeah. Which we can finally confirm. Yeah. She is not. I'm not I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, did they break up? I mean, they kind of just quit it. They just, yeah. <laughs> Mike it disappeared. This weird I think Donna, never stopped, him up. Donna stopped returning his calls. Mm. Oh, yes. She stopped uh, writing back. She stopped writing she notes. She didn't back. text him back. She didn't note him back. Mm. He sent notes, and those notes just stacked up until they got wet in the rain. He finally got the picture, and he said, duly noted. Mike walked by, saw the stack on the doorstep, and just rain started to pour, and it mixed with his little boy tears. No, I, I think he started barking. Donna! So now James pulls into uh, Wally's hideout, a.k.a. Hideout Wally's. Hideout Wally's. <laughs> um, Gets a beer, no problem. Yeah, well, can I get I a mean, beer? Sure. We know how beer works. In, yeah. In Twin Peaks. No, it's in this, free for in everybody. This town. What is it? Do we get a name of this place? Clearly not Twin Peaks. Hideout Wally's. No, but like the name of the town he's in, where this look, where this place exists. Because she asks, if he's getting, we're nearby. jumping ahead. She asks him where he's from. You're not jumping that far ahead, are you? No, it's. I think it's in this scene. Same scene. We are introduced to Evelyn Marsh. All we know about her, she owns a sports car that sits outside of Hideout Wally's. It's a vet. It's a vet. It is sixties something. Uh, it's about as good as another 60s-ish person that I know who's also a vet, Bob Lidecker. He's about my best friend in the whole wide world. That's Bob. Anyway. Yeah, James saddles up to this bar as a high schooler and gets a beer, no problem. He is down counter about a seat away from a young lady, but an adult lady. Oh, adult yeah. lady. Adult. A cougar? Yes, 100%. Yeah, a cougar, for sure. Because she has her eyes set on James. Need a cougar sound effect. <laughs> yes. Perfect. <laughs> so Evelyn Marsh is married. She drove her husband's car into a ditch. She's a married woman. Uh, she has a husband. She would like James to come and fix her husband's car before he gets home because she's married. James agrees to take a look, uh, but first uh, he would like to play the box. Yeah. So hasn't touched his drink. She yeah. slides him a quarter. Because she doesn't exactly punch a clock. Yeah. I don't exactly punch a clock. Or is it a quarter or is it a nickel? It's it's a coin. So he... <laughs> I, off screen he said, can I have a nickel? <laughs> <laughs> Got a nickel? 
He goes over to the jukebox and plays the Castlevania soundtrack and <laughs> really connects with it. Melancholy rock music. Yep. Uh, it is quite a song. Rests his head against the yeah. the humming neon He's and just super chummy and happy at the at the bar talking to this lady. And then he waiting he gets over to the the box and plays his music. He's like super depressed. It's it's similar to what happens to Audrey when she hears oh, yeah, the it, song on the jukebox. Yeah, yeah. It's like it puts you in a he different just, he just headspace. goes somewhere. Yeah. Just really sinks in, takes it in. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Dick Tremaine comes in with his little buddy looking for Lucy. Little Nicky. Little Nicky at the uh, sheriff station where Andy is manning the phones because Lucy is still helping with the Milford wedding. Uh, little little dude wants to go for a malted. Yeah. But without Does Lucy anybody there, like malted? I love a malted. Patrick? Please. Do you like malted milkshake? <laughs> I thought you were offering me one. <laughs> so I guess so. <laughs> Please. With Lucy out, uh, Andy is still going to try to flex a little bit on Dick, and he agrees to take the two out for a malted as his lunch hour is coming up. Yeah, Dick's so not too happy about this. No, he, that, he's not too pleased. Is that like Andy playing this game? Oh, or yeah. Like, okay. Oh, yeah. I don't know. He might I, just want He might just want a malted. <laughs> <laughs> that would be half of his motivation. <laughs> <I think. laughs> yeah. But the other half is, like, I'm going to infiltrate what you're trying to do. So Hawk has some stuff to say about the White Lodge to Cooper when yes, he asked him about it at the sheriff station. I love this scene with all of my heart. Yeah, it's it's very very good. Yeah. So Cooper asks him asks Harry and Hawk if they've heard of the White Lodge, and immediately Hawk's kind of <sighs> taken aback, like, "Where did you hear this? <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> yeah. Where have you heard that? Yeah, well, there's gonna be a White Lodge. <laughs> there are two lodges. There's a White Lodge and a Black Lodge. Another double the shadow self of the white lodge exactly yeah um where if you don't go in there with perfect courage you your soul will be utterly annihilated which sounds horrible (laughs) sounds very horrible i don't want any part of that he says when you meet your own shadow self his people call it the dweller on the threshold dweller on the threshold (laughs) (laughs) but yeah he just basically says that they are other worlds worlds beyond life and death worlds beyond scientific reality this is the kind of shit that makes you think. So yeah. does Hawk, Hawk just like understands yeah, everything. He's mm-hmm. just in touch. It's a very old this. tale. Yeah. And that's what, that's, been, well, what is, doesn't Harry say something like that? He says, it's just, a, it's been, mm-hmm. does he say it's an urban legend or it's a, it's, ur- it's urban, a yeah, urban legend. It's been around. I didn't think he said something like that, but he says local something. legend, local, local legend. Yeah, it's definitely not an urban yeah. area. Local yeah. legend, rural legend. <laughs> it's a tall tale, but this just kind of opens up. I feel like a a world of possibilities yeah. here. It's um, pretty much them saying like there's a whole bunch of spirit stuff left and it yeah. comes from this. Tyler? What? What do you think? Nothing. No. I didn't know if you had any questions or thoughts on it. No. No, 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 no. Ty- Tyler, <laughs> did you know that uh, David Duchovny was in the show? Yeah. Found out in the credits. <laughs> <laughs> Got excited? I did. I love David Duchovny. Did you know that he was playing Denise Bryson? I did not. <laughs> yeah. I did not. I thought he was going to play a Dennis Bryson. <laughs> and then, you know, walks what can the- only be his sister <laughs> walks in. <laughs> Just kidding. Man, yeah, he he's so great. In this. Yeah, Dennis now identifies as Denise, uh, wears women's clothes, has 
either a wig or has really committed to growing his hair out and having it styled. Lipstick, makeup, the whole the whole nine. Yeah, the whole nine. Yeah. He he is identifying as a woman now, and he is Denise. Yeah, she, she. She is Denise. Get Thank those you. pronouns in check. Thank you. Thank you, sir. I feel like, uh, too, I heard the network had a hard time with this. because I mean, Oh, I I'm sure. Imagine in the early 90s, this was not something no, that it's was... No, not okay, oh, but... Yeah. Nobody was woke. RuPaul wasn't even on the scene yet. No. I mean, soon, yeah. but not quite. He was just a gaffer on the show. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> no. Um, Best boy grip, RuPaul. <laughs> part of me hopes that Kyle McLaughlin is really as accepting as Dale Cooper is. Oh, yeah. Um, sure, just because yeah. the way that's always handled in shows, and it's just really nice that people are accepting in the show. And Yeah. Get on a soapbox. Everyone should just always be like that, regardless. Absolutely. Sure. Um, so it's just nice to see in a show from the early 90s. Yep. A little disappointing that the only one who isn't fully accepting is Hawk. I had that thought, too, especially yeah. when he was... So quick to Gwen, you know, with like mm-hmm. the stuff a few episodes ago. Maybe he was just taken aback. Well, sure, I don't know, but I, I, but yeah, I'm sure it's surprising. One hundred percent. Yeah, it. I don't um, think he because then he any kind of hate there, right? Anything. And then he he cracks a light joke when she left. Oh, it's, it's, it's a, a good, good color, color on him. Good color on him. Yeah, it, it may be more just fascination. But yeah. if there was one of, you know, if there was going to be a person, but to not shake it, hands, it would be come on, it would be hot. Just regular nicety. If somebody offers their hand, like you, you give I it think a he shake. was just more stunned. She's like, mm, to Harry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love. Yeah. I definitely giving him eyes. Love that. I need more of that. Yeah, pull up that thread. Right. Come on, show. Even for Denise, it's been a very confusing two weeks when they decided to go that route. Well, it's been a rough two weeks for all these people too. Yeah. So uh, let's go back to high school, and let's go to Please. the gym. Go Steeple Jacks. Uh, Mike is pumping iron. Donna! Donna's not here. No, but that's Mike. Nadine decides she's going to show out and try to catch Mike's attention. Yeah, like this is going to impress him and not emasculate him. I'll tell you who it does impress. Coach Wingate. Mm Mm-hmm. You want (laughs) to join the wrestling team? Yeah. Now she sits down, sets the leg press machine to 600 pounds, and proceeds to go ham and just stare at Mike while she's pumping. With one eye. Yep. <laughs> She's got her eye on him. Like, where's your other eye? <laughs> Do you mean, want something? <laughs> that's funny because that reference is to friends when Audrey is on it with the one leg. Yes. And <laughs> Chandler says, you know, where's your leg? <laughs> <laughs> it, it's nubbing. Nothing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, that's that whole scene. Is yep. uh, <laughs> That's that scene. Nadine flexing on Mike and then getting offered a position on the wrestling team. And let's move on to a scene I don't give a shit about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same. Let's get this out of the way. Um, yeah, Josie is in bed. Truman comes, I guess, home to her. I don't think he takes his shoes off. He doesn't take his shoes off like an animal. Yeah. Before he gets in the bed in the weirdest way and kind of circles his legs around her. Yeah, he just straddles Like, like he's got a leg yeah. locker and not let her go yeah. anywhere. You're not getting away this time. Pets her really weirdly, and it's just really uncomfortable, but he wants her to tell him everything so that they can be honest with each other. He wants to know about cousin Jonathan Lee. Yep. But then I, I just assume she's lying again. Some of that, yes. I think there's obviously Some of it, truth yeah. to a lot of it, but yes, there's still lies in the story. Because I think the stuff she's saying about Thomas Eckert, her former boss, I think all of that is 100% true. And obviously, her getting away from Jonathan Lee 
mm-hmm. we know is true. Yeah. She's back. So I think all of that's true. Just so I make sure I have it completely straight. I don't have it completely straight, but go ahead. But if this makes sense. So Thomas Eckert was her boss in Hong Kong. Yep. Andrew Packard worked for him when Josie met him. Thomas Eckert was like her owner, like Josie's owner. She had, I guess, like, yeah. He had like put her to work and mm-hmm. like enslaved her and all this stuff. And then she married Andrew Packard, who worked for Eckert. Yeah, were they business partners or were they just he business just partner? Okay. Business partner, she said. And so Eckert had him killed over Josie or over something else? I would think that over Josie is was my assumption. Yes. Yeah. But that's the story as I know it with her involvement there. So Roger is at the uh, <laughs> Double R Diner. He's reading a paper that says uh, Leland Palmer laid to rest. Thank you, Tyler. <laughs> See, also at the Double R are Andy, Little Nicky, and Dick sitting yep. at the counter. Yep. This is where Hank and the professor walk in. Yeah, Hank and Ernie do come in. And Hank and Professor Niles. This is why Hank was dressed in full fatigues because yeah. they were supposed to be on a hunting trip. Yeah. Now it makes sense. Not really. <laughs> she goes over to Ernie. To Love this. See if he bagged anything. Bagged a couple. See, broads. yeah. Did you catch? Did you catch anything? And he says, he immediately hope says, not. "Hope not." <laughs> <laughs> and then he re- quickly realizes his mistake of what he said. Like, oh, you're not talking about chlamydia. You're talking about hunting game. Right. Yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Twelve point buck. Yeah, and she could. It was, it was great. Nailed less, it. As could I. Like, too bad you didn't have your camera. Yeah. She's not buying it. Yeah, she tells him that... Um, empty who? Empty who left to Seattle and that he should probably just follow her back there. Yep. He tells Hank Get that, here. that she le- she's left and Hank just sort of does his convincing. He's like, oh, that's better for us. We can get our work done. Yeah. Time's clock's ticking. <laughs> Go get on those phones. We got work to do. Have a hamburger. <laughs> Yeah, so Dick and Andy both get a three-berry pie, and little Nicky gets his chocolate malted. And it should be mentioned that the soup of the day is French onion. French Mm. onion. Mm. Little Nicky is a nightmare child. He uh, blows whipped cream. Did he inspire the plot of the movie? Yes. Little Nicky? He did, 100%. He is a demon. Blows whipped cream all over Dick. Makes Andy spin out of his chair. But unrealistic. This is not how physics work. So if you stand up out of your... You don't know how physics work in Twin Peaks. You're right. Never mind. Argument redacted. But Andy goes funny boom boom onto the floor. Sure does. Little Nicky spins his seat. He sits down and he is launched. Gosh darn it anyway. Little Nicky actually seems a, a little embarrassed for hurting Andy. Well, he should. He's got whipped cream on his face. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed... Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Tyler, you want to explain this next scene? No. Please. Mm. For me? We are at a house. Evelyn Marsh's house. We'll call it the Marshland. Marshmallow Land. 
And funny note, I mess up here. This marshmallow land was actually on fire the scene before. And when it went back to it, it was not. Is this connected to Garland Briggs in some way? I think so. I'll take it. Um, James is working on the Gives it car. some kind of meaning. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Uh, James is working on the car. And then he has some typical James monologues that no, make no sense. Yep. Okay, so two observations I had about James in this scene. He's got his mechanic sweater on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he also volunteers some information that shows that he is wildly irresponsible. It's like, yeah. Sometimes I'm on my bike, I'll just, <laughs> it'll be in the middle of the night, I'll just turn off the headlights and rocket blind into the night. What? That is wildly irresponsible. You're going to kill somebody. <laughs> Why? Also, don't confess that. No. Idiot. Stupid so idiot. So irresponsible, James Hurley. Idiot. 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 James needs to go back to school. Yes. Go, <laughs> go to class. Don't accept this woman's offer to live above her house. Yeah, don't drive to another town. Why? High school dropout. He caused the death of Leland, Laura, and Maddie. The love that he and Donna shared killed three people. He's responsible for tearing the town apart. But don't worry. He'll be back. Oh, that's that's the tagline for the movie. I don't know why he's not going off to pursue a career in music. I just don't know why he's still on the show. <laughs> yeah, why this is happening exactly is beyond me. Fascinating. I'm... <laughs> I, I I think this is the most interested I've been in, in James <laughs> is this storyline. Yeah, he's wearing his like dinner sweater from when he's having dinner having lasagna at the Haywards. <laughs> Not acting like he's about to fix a car. Yep. <sighs> well he, he really got James. caught with his pants down, I guess. Come on, James. But is this what he was wearing at the bar though? I feel like he changed yeah, into his so. mechanic sweater. Okay. I think it was. Ash, if you want to explain this next scene? <laughs> I'd love to. Oh, nothing like some old home movies from your childhood. Christmas is the time of year. Yeah, it kind of rem- it gave me a very Christmas vacation mm-hmm. vibe where Clark Griswold was watching the old movies yeah. in the attic. Yep. Funny, fun connection there with uh, Christmas Vacation and Twin Peaks. Um, both movies were scored by Angelo Badalamenti. Really? Yep. So there's there's a connection. Thank you, Dave, for for bringing that up. <laughs> yeah, I actually really really like this scene. It is kind of cool seeing Ben in this happy yeah. place, um, watching these home movies. Well, I don't know that he's in a happy. Well, that's place. true, but he seems but he seems it's distracting him enough yeah, from yeah. the troubles of his life. And I I can I can feel his energy here, just like wishing for simpler times. And it's nice to revisit how easy things used to be yeah. versus adult complications. I also think this is more great acting from Richard Bamer in this yeah. scene and in the scene with Hank mm-hmm. after Hank leaves and he's doing the hand puppets. I just love that. Yeah. Like in there, it's just, he's so mad. And then he goes to doing that. Well, uh, he's just, he's trying to be a kid again. He's, yeah. He's insane. Yeah. Oh, he's definitely he's lost his fully mind. In. He's a mess. He's definitely lost his mind. He's a mess. But yeah, Hank shows up. Uh, where the hell have you been? <laughs> yeah. It really rips him out of this, this private moment. Yeah. Hank gives him some uh, 
some more devastating news. Yep. He is no longer the owner of One Night Jacks. There's been a friendly takeover. He knows it's Renault. He knows it's Renault. He knows it's Jean Renault. You always know Jean. a Renault. If you don't know Renault, you know no. Renault. Without One Night Jacks, uh, Ben Horn doesn't have half of his income. It's kind of the first time, too. I feel like you start to feel sort of bad for him that everything's falling apart. No, no, no. not one bit. Just you. And I. <laughs> oh boy Coop gets a tape from one Wyndham Earl in the mail it's the first time we've heard Wyndham Earl speak yes is this a voice I should know nope nope this is the first we've heard from Wyndham Earl we've heard the character the, the character name dropped several times but this is the first time we've actually heard him talk that's what I missed about the last episode's cleanup was when Cooper is talking to Audrey he goes into depth about a past love that he lost mm-hmm. while he was working with his old partner, Wyndham Merle, mm-hmm. that they died because Cooper was not ready to act when they were threatened. Yeah. And Wyndham Earl also loved her. So they both lost a woman they love. Cooper didn't make a real connection with anybody after that. And Wyndham Earl lost his mind really just glossed over that yeah. <laughs> last episode. So yeah, he gets in the mail this tape. Just full of threats. Yeah, and he also Very gets chess related threats. chess move. And there was also a, tre- What's a chess... The, what is the chess move? Pro Q4? I don't know anything about chess, so... I think... Uh, I don't think there's a Q on the board. It's. I think it's Queen 4. The qu- oh, Queen 4. Like, so like what's Queen, Pro? Queen's line 4. I, I think well, there's a, There's also a reference when he's talking... To, I think it's earlier in this episode or the last episode when he's talking to Roger the conference room he makes a reference to a board like a chess board mm-hmm. it's just an, another chess reference just in general mm-hmm. to what's going on now with the Wyndham storyline yeah because you know several episodes ago when he got a thing in the mail yeah they were like it's a chess move are you looking up pro yes. are you looking for secrets it appears to be just a notation for a type of chess game so he's letting him know which okay. game they're playing it's just a way to notate what the move is, but I don't know what the move was. Okay. That's for greater minds than I. If you know, please tell us. Yeah, let us know. We don't know. Yeah. And if you don't know, now you know. I would love to know. Again, we're just three guys watching a show and having talking a, about it. Having a good time. Now let's move on to a scene which should have probably been in the last episode, given the title. Sure. Yeah, yeah. No more disputes between brothers. Yeah. We are at the wedding of Dougie Milford. Milford. To unnamed young lady. Unnamed young lady. Yeah. 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 Now, usually when it's asked if anybody <laughs> has anything to say, they speak now or forever hold their peace. Yes. And real quick on that, the guy who's marrying them. Same guy from the funeral in season one. Yep. Yeah. I knew he Same looked familiar. guy. Yep. And they are the lords. And the Lord has them. <laughs> And we'll continue to have them. Over and over. Amen. And the Lords. <laughs> and the Lords also, too. <laughs> Great. So yeah, well, that guy's back. <laughs> don't Dwayne, know if he has a character name. <laughs> Sorry. Dwayne speaks now. Yeah, he calls her a gold digger. Only mm-hmm. wants his money. And his publishing oh, yeah, and his empire. Publishing empire. <laughs> and look at him. He's one foot in the grave. <laughs> <laughs> Married every two months. Good God. I feel... Oh, he's just ranting as he's being let out. <laughs> Truman kind of takes him by the arm and leads him out of the room, and he's just still going on and on. Reception! It's party time. Party Central. It's Great Northern. 
Log lady's loving it. She loves every Milford wedding. <laughs> There's one every year. <laughs> yep. Pete is completely over talking to Mayor Milford. There is... Okay, so there's a moment. Uh, Milford says something about uh, his brother being a trout on a hook. Mm-hmm. And it cuts to Pete's face, and it's like something just stabs him inside. It just like blows his mind about that phrase. And it's like he's reflecting on himself since he hears that. Because mm. every shot of Pete after that is one of just... What am I doing with my life? Yeah, he's like rolling his eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, otherwise, it seems like everybody's having a pretty good time. Yeah, um, Coop and Denise catch up at the yeah mm-hmm. at the bar. Yeah, we get some backstory I guess on Denise. Bought the or caught the bouquet. Yeah, yeah. Had the advantage of being a linebacker. <laughs> yeah. The more I'm learning about Denise, the more I like. Oh, it's a great character. Yeah. Uh, I love to when they're dancing. Uh, it's around this time when. Uh, Dougie Milford's dancing with his new bride, and mm-hmm. she talks to Cooper. She's like, oh, you're the guy that solved that. You're the Laura, FBI guy. Solved that Laura Palmer <laughs> case. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, where's she from? Not Twin Peaks. Yeah. yeah. She's probably from One Peak. Tyler, real quick, before all that, there was a real quick scene where Cooper was up in his room talking to Diane. Who the hell is Diane? Well, I think there's a pretty good explanation for that. Yeah. Okay, let's hear it. So Denise tells him to go downstairs. <laughs> he goes and meets I up hate with you. <laughs> so Why? While Cooper is talking to Denise, uh, we get the backstory on how he found that he enjoyed wearing women's clothes. He was working a case. Oh yeah, where a buyer would only sell, or where a seller would only sell to transvestite buyers. Mm-hmm. So he posed as the buyer. And discovered that the feeling relaxed him mm-hmm. and just stuck with it. That how, was a great How he story. found herself. Now they're dancing. Now everybody's this is, dancing. This is one of those scenes where all this stuff is just crammed together and yeah. one by one by one. It's kind of easy to forget what happens because you're just cutting around from person to person to person. It is very similar to the way. Let's talk about who's dancing with who real quick. Dougie is dancing with his, or his bride. <laughs> Audrey and Coop are dancing. Yeah, they, nice to see them back together. Yeah. <laughs> After one episode, yeah. see if those crazy kids can work it out. I've yeah. missed them. She's like, "Why are you still here?" The wonderful thing about dancing, Audrey, is that you never know where the step to lead. You just have to hang on and hope the music takes you there. That's it. <laughs> Harry. Harry loves it. Harry's loving it. Harry doesn't have anybody to dance with because Josie's still being useless in bed. Dance with me. But that brings us into our next scene. Yes, it does. But before that, Josie is otherwise occupied. Andy is dancing with Denise. And he's not upset about it. No, he no, loves it. He loves it. He's having yeah. a great time. He's like, this is actually really nice. I was actually waiting for it to pan over to Lucy standing in the background just scowling. <laughs> but no, she doesn't ever show up. That would have been very funny. She doesn't ever show up. She must have been off this week. So Harry's watching Cooper and Audrey dance, smiling like, ha I don't have anyone to dance with. Yeah. Yeah. We're about to find out why. Yeah. She's going to keep dancing with this whiskey. Josie is busy mm-hmm. talking to Back Catherine. To her devious ways. This is the first time they've been reunited. Yeah, since real quick. <laughs> Catherine died. How do we not touch on the plot to kill Catherine in this scene? Right. I know that it ends with Catherine indenturing Josie into servitude before, or otherwise, she will serve her to Thomas Eckert. But yeah, Josie and Catherine are talking as though. Nothing happened, really. Like, this is no surprise that, one, Catherine is alive, 
and that, too, Josie is still present when she was supposed to have disappeared, too. They're just... Yeah. It's like, so True been lost up. souls. Yeah. Rekindled. It just, it, it upset me that those things weren't touched on in the scene. Did she not imply it at all with... Because she talks about how she helped kill Andrew Packard. She just said, tell me or, something I don't know. Right. And she just says she's in danger. So, but she, Oh, yeah, she says you helped kill my brother. You tried to cheat me out of my land and out of my... You dirty rat. You <laughs> killed my brother. <laughs> exactly that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Unless... She, well, does she think that's Ben Horn? Because Ben was working with Leo. I think her beef with Ben is a different thing. I mean, was Ben not working with Leo to do the mill fire? I, it's a web <laughs> of confusion. You know, you know what? We're past it. Web of confusion. Listeners, please send us a diagram of who was working with whom. I think that's it. I think I don't think he. I don't think she thinks Josie killed her, or tried to kill her. Right. I think she think. I think Catherine knows Ben had a hand in it. But either way, she's still mad at her because now she knows everything. Yeah, but also Josie's not surprised that Catherine's alive. Yeah, we totally missed, like, a, I would have loved to have seen... You and these reactions. I would have loved to have seen a scene. That's two weeks in a row. Yeah, I know. Like, not missing only scenes. does Josie know where to find Catherine... We'll call missing pieces. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. She a scene where she, like, walks in the room and is like, oh, yeah, my God. She Catherine. not only knows where to find Catherine, but what? knows that she is there to be found. I would have loved to have seen a Tojimura, Josie. Gotcha. <laughs> like, like I want, I want that reaction. Want back? I want a Tojimura action figure. I want Tojimura to walk by a mirror and it be Kathy's reflection. So Catherine is a spirit like Bob. Like Metal Gear Solid Five. <laughs> yeah. Catherine's a spirit like Bob. Tojimura looks into the mirror, sees Catherine. Okay. Yeah. Tyler's on board. You can always tell a person is a complete piece of trash if they have dry toast <laughs> yep. for breakfast. <laughs> Yeah, she now says yeah. that Josie has to work for her um, yes. to be her servant. And she wants breakfast at 7 a.m. Coffee, juice, dry toast, oatmeal. oatmeal. Yeah. What? Boring. Sweet dreams. And anyway, out walks a man that I Twist. guess I'm supposed to know. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> she says, happy Andrew. Everything is going exactly as we planned. It's Andrew Packard. Bum, bum, bum. This, seems, this seems like one of those things. He's not dead. That is just like shoehorned in. Yeah, totally. For ratings. Well, they weren't getting ratings at this point. That's why they did this. Ratings dropped. As That's soon as why the, they did this. That's what the, I'm saying. As soon as the killer was revealed, ratings were. That, yeah, like twi- like throwing in a twist. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she says that, um, or he says that they're going to wait for Thomas Eckert. To come looking for his one true love. And when he does, they'll be waiting for him. That's how the episode ends. Yep. It's all a trap to get Eckert. Yeah. Uh, a little quick fun fact about the guy who plays um, Andrew. He's British. Eckert. I'm trying to get the... And <laughs> yeah. Catherine is not. A fun fact about him. His son is the one that plays the Mountie. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Even though they're not connected in the show. That's his son in real life. Cry. A lot of nepotism in Twin Peaks. Little nepotiz. Now you must hire my Yo-Yo father. Yo-Yo Ma's cousin. <laughs> yeah. Now you must hire my father to be in the show <laughs> in the next episode. Yeah. Please. So that is Mass Ball. Um, yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Strong. I'm, I'm starting to like this uh, show 
more and more. Not that I ever disliked it. Right. But. But you're enjoying it. I'm, uh, yeah. You know, I was really worried that there'd be just, I don't know. I mean, we're still not, we still have, we still have ways to go in season two. And like I said, I've always felt that season two kind of gets a little bit of a bad rap, but there are peaks and valleys. Yeah, for sure. My favorite stuff about it is just Hawk introducing these lodges. I don't know what it means, but boy, am I intrigued by the thought of them. Yeah, the the lodges and the events therein are my favorite part of the series as a whole. So I'm excited to get to all of that. Outside of that, uh, there are a couple of plot arcs here that I just don't care about. And and a few that I'm very interested in. Evelyn Marsh. I don't care about Evelyn Marsh, and I don't care about anything having to do with Josie. Outside of that... Yeah, let's see. Nadine and Mike hook up. Let's so that's interesting. Most of the people that I feel like, I mean, and I could be wrong, but I feel like anytime I read gripes about season two, the big gripes come from Evelyn Marsh mm-hmm. and Nadine. A lot of people dislike the Nadine subplot. See, I love it. <laughs> that's good. I love the Nadine subplot. There's something so I think it's just more proof that everyone is just so different and people just, you know, you may like one thing and not like the mm-hmm. other. I like the way that the Nadine stuff is being divvied out. It's just in small doses, and it's not shoved in your face. So it's not not being forced on me at all, and it's just pretty organically happening, and I'm, I'm ready for it. Yeah. I'm ready well, to get there. Let's talk about our damn fine lines of the night. Well, sure. I'll start with mine. It's kind of lengthy, but it's Hawk talking about the lodges, if you couldn't have guessed, <laughs> for my enthusiasm <laughs> about this topic. My people believe that the White Lodge is a place where the spirits that rule man and nature here reside. Local legend goes way back. There is also a legend of a place called the Black Lodge, the shadow self of the White Lodge. The legend says that every spirit must pass through there on the way to perfection. There you will meet your own shadow self. My people call it the Dweller on the Threshold. The Dweller on the Threshold. But it is said, if you confront the Black Lodge with imperfect courage, it will utterly annihilate your soul. So I realize that that's way more than a line. Mm -hmm. There's just so many good little lines in it. I love the utterly annihilate your soul. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, The Dweller on the Threshold. It, it, It kind of sets up the end game. Yeah, like this is. I've always read the, too. This is a very, arch. this is a very Mark Frost thing of this kind of stuff. Was he was always very hands on and um, so thanks, Mark. My damn fine line is from the Double R Diner, and it's actually from Dick Tremaine after Andy is pranked by Little Nicky. Oh, <laughs> gosh darn it! Anyway, sorry, Uncle Andy. Think nothing of it, Little Nicky. Uncle Andy went funny boom boom, didn't he? <laughs> funny boom boom, didn't he? No, that's a good one. That is a good one. Any guesses as to what mine is? Is it Dwayne Milford speaking up at the wedding? That is my honorable mention. Tell them what you hit us with your line. I guess I'm not so interested in how my bike looks as I am where it can take me. Where do you want to go? It's not really a place, it's a feeling. Sometimes riding at night, I punch off the headlights 
and roll on the throttle and just rocket blind into the dark. For a man who dogs on James Hurley so much, you have more lines of his <laughs> as your line really of the do. night. I really do. Man. Um, I punch off the headlights and roll on. The, when that guitar kicks in. It does make it. It's so good. It does really um, sell it, yeah. I do have an honor, honorable mention is Mayor Milford. You're damn right. I want to object. This little gold digger just wants his money and his publishing empire. And God knows what all. And and look at him. He's got one foot in the grave already. <laughs> okay, Dwayne. Okay. <laughs> so good. Oh, Mayor Milford. That was our so damn good. fine lines of the night. Damn fine. So that was Masked Ball. Um, it's it's really hard for me to put into words my overall feelings on a matter like this. Uh, Patrick, do you have any ideas of how we can really, really lay this out in a way that is comprehensible? I do. You take the good. You, you take, take a picture. The bad. You take a picture of James Hurley from the pilot of Twin Peaks. Okay, done. Uh, needs to be sort of looking towards the camera, maybe a little off, off to the side a little bit. Three-quarter turn. Three-quarter turn, and yep. you need to stretch from directly above his eyebrows mm-hmm. um, to his hairline. Need to stretch that. And yeah, you're talking about the forehead. Is that what they call it? You're talking foreheads. Talking foreheads. I can't. I just can't. James. So Patrick, sure. Out of five, James Hurley foreheads. What would you give? So masked ball. I'm giving this one a four. Just four. I like a lot of the plot points here. I'm excited to see everything going forward, and I like our setups. There are a little bit of deductions from the stuff I don't care about, but it is still a four for me. Just four. Wow. I thought y'all were going to be lower. I thought so, too. I thought so, too, but... I really did. I thought so now too. That, but something else came out of my mouth. <laughs> now that some time has passed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're going to regret these ratings later. People are going to be like, why are you rating these so high? I, I'm a four too. I mean, this. Whoa. it's just been a blast. Like I said uh, last week, it's like you're just, this is living in Twin Beaks. Yeah. Nothing super crazy other than the Cooper stuff. Four foreheads. Just four. Talking foreheads. <laughs> We hope you'll join us next week for The Black Widow. If you'd like to reach out to us about anything we might have missed or anything that you disagree with us on or do agree with us on, you can reach us at TalkingBackwardsPod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at TalkingBackward. Instagram is also TalkingBackwardsPod. We put up fun visuals and short video clips of our Talking Forehead segment. They're lots of fun. Tyler. Anchor. .fm slash TalkingBackwards. We'll see you next week. <laughs>